welcome to another episode of Paradox, the untold stories of athletic directors, brought to you by our sponsor, Ticket Spigot, the official ticket provider of the NIAAA. And I'm excited to join you today. We have an incredible guest, uh, Mr. LTI, which we'll get to dive into a little bit. I'm Dustin Smith, and my co-host, as always, is Dr. Danielle LaPointe. Danielle, how are you this morning? I'm great. Excited to be here and, and to talk to a uh, fellow Floridian this morning. Yeah, so let me uh, let me start off and introduce Dan Talbot. Um, he is our guest today. He has a long list of uh, committees and things that he does for our um, athletic director world. So hopefully I don't mess any of them up or miss any of them, but he is the county athletic director um, for Polk County in Florida. Um, he is the FACA, um, one of the up-and-coming vice presidents. He is on the FIAAA Board of Directors, the Florida Athletic Director Advisory Committee, the FHSAA Sectional Appeals Committee, and the NIAAAU Cohort Mentor. So he's not busy at all. So thank you for taking time out of your not busy day to talk to us. Um, I'm uh, really excited to, to hear your stories today. So. Uh, um of course, pleasure to be here, you know, and, and so I, I need to give a warning to all the athletic directors out there that are that may be on this show. Um, so when I got the call from Dr. LaPointe, I was like, yeah, I can think of something. There's a million things. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think, well, I can't, can't do that one. I might lose my job over that one. That one's not appropriate. Um, oh, don't need to be canceled over that one. Uh, but from the moment that I got your email, we scheduled this um, this call this morning. I've had three things happen to me that have I've never seen before, and no one has because I've told the stories all over. And so, <laughs> so this is a warning out there when you when you athletic director sign up for this, you know, crazy things are going to happen. I, mean, I don't, I can't explain it. They say things happen in threes and the third one happened late last night so it's been a it's been a wild ride and like I've never seen it before and I can't even describe it it's just like and they're and, they're, and I laugh about them because I think in our jobs you have to and right. you know I always go back to the saying that when you call a fellow athletic director and they you know how's it going oh it's going great why are you lying to me I mean, we all have the same parents, you know, we all have the same issues. We all have the coaches we can't stand. The, I mean, the principal that, you know, you know, I used to, I used to coach. So I know what you're going through. Then why are you making my life miserable? If you've been where I've been, don't tell me you've been where I've been. And then you make my life miserable. So um, it's interesting, but every, you know, every athletic director is miserable. You know, it's just one of those professions where, you know, we just lie to each other and tell everyone it's great and it's really not. And, you know, but that's what I love about being an athletic director. I've coached football for many years and I and believe it or not, I do have some morals and ethics, you know, and coaching always bothered me because I would lie. I would lie through my teeth as a coach. I mean, you know, hey, Dan, what do you, you know? what do you do on this defense and what should you do against this offense? And I would give you like, and I related to baking a cake. I'm going to give you some of the ingredients, but there's no way I'm giving you all the ingredients. So your cake tastes as good as my cake. There's no way because <laughs> I was fearful that um, at some point in time, we would cross paths in a game and you'd be 53 yards from me. And you would take what I gave you and beat me. So I never wanted to give you everything. So I would lie to you as a football coach. And I lied all my time. I'd never give you everything. I wasn't going to give you the whole recipe book. I'll give you a couple pages and, you know, maybe put in a teaspoon of salt instead of sugar, you know. But I was just so competitive, I didn't want to get beat. But being an athletic director, it's it's nice to... You know, we all have the same problems. We all have the same issues and, and everything comes up and, and, and things come up that you've never, you can't even fathom that come up. And, you know, some of these stories are probably not made for public. They're more of a uh, private setting at a conference or something out mm -hmm. having uh, dinner. 
mm-hmm. you know, but there are things that happen to us that you just can't describe. And, uh, but to share those stories, because the one thing I think every athletic director needs to understand is you're not alone out there. I mean, you know, especially with our young athletic directors, because I remember when I was young and up and coming and the coach did something wrong, I felt responsible, you know, and I felt bad and it, and it caused me, you know, anxiety and stress. And then, and then when you get my age, you're like, oh, that happened. Eh, never saw that before. And then your job is to fix it. You, you don't take it personal. Your job is to clean it up, you know, correct it and make sure it doesn't happen again. But when you're younger, you know, you get so like, you know, like, you know, we had an ineligible player at one of our schools for, for cheerleading. The coach is just beside ourselves crying. And I'm just like, okay, it happens. I mean, it's life goes on, you know, I mean, you know, it, it, and I, and it goes back to COVID. I remember when we started playing sports through, you know, I mean, I know COVID, um, it came south, but I don't, I don't know if it really entered Florida. I, it was like, it like, it just like stopped at the border um, and it never really entered Florida. So when, um, like when I went to Denver, like I had a, like, uh, they were like, what's this charge at the airport for $37? Like I had to buy a mask, you know, to get on a plane to go to the national conference in Denver. I mean, we have more masks down here in two years. Um, but I remember when, the, the first kid got COVID and we had to cancel the first event. And then it was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We got to shut down, we got to shut down football. We got to shut down a football team. We got to shut down a football and we, and we panicked. And then, you know, two months later, like, okay, cancel the game. Um, do this, do that. Make sure you call the official. Make sure you call everything else. And uh, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Have a good day. I mean, it was just like normal life. We got through it. Yeah, we got through it. And pretty much everything you're saying is exactly why we started this podcast, because we want everyone to know you're not alone when these things happen, even though you feel alone on your campus that day. Um, And there are people you can reach out to. And the crazy stories are kind of normal in our our field. And 100%. Yep. 100%. You just had like the exact... Mm-hmm. I think we're trying to define what crazy really is because that's normal for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, so as we we sit and look through these stories or listen to these stories or try to think of these stories, we think, man, that's a normal day. And we're mm-hmm. trying to highlight what that is that may not be, I guess, out of the norm for, for athletic directors, but it's out of the norm for for what people and do on a daily basis. I guess. A non-athletic director, they would be like, whoa. And we're like, no, oh, it's Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the only thing that you could really say as an athletic director that is is true is like when someone says, you know, how do you like your job? I love it. I mean, every day is different. Every day is different. You, I mean, and oh, and for you new ADs out there, never, ever, ever make a to do list. (laughs) <laughs> because it'll be wrecked by 7 30 <laughs> you know i used to make lists I'm this done you know i'm gonna get this done today this done today this done today this done today and then the phone rings at 7 15 and and it's your day's oh, yeah. your day's over yeah. you know you, you know that's you're funny gonna, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a real piece of advice right there <laughs> yeah hey what what's the problem oh well, our kids took a bus and there was 32 kids on the bus, but there's only 16 seats. And uh, here's eight kids sitting on the floor of a bus. You know, that's pretty exciting, mm-hmm. you know, so. so yeah. Well, so I'm excited before... for these three stories that are that you have coming up. I'm like, I can't even fathom what they could be. I'm like running in my head, like, what could it be? What could it be? Okay. <laughs> well, before we jump into those, let me, let me ask this question simply because there may be some listeners who are geographically challenged. Uh, and you two know where Polk County is, but can you explain for our listeners where Polk County is in Florida? And I know COVID doesn't exist there. We've discussed that, but <laughs> we place on a map for people that may not know where Polk County is. We are smack dab in the middle of uh, Florida. We're central Florida. And basically we're right in the middle of the state, central Florida, uh, right in between Tampa and Orlando. Um, we have some of the finest beach sand that you could ever dream of 
The problem is it's buried under about six feet of uh, orange groves, but you can still get to that sand if need to. Uh, no, but we're more of a, uh, we have 554 lakes in Polk County. So we are a, we are a, um, a lake community. I live on a lake in Winter Haven. Um, so it's, it's a great place. I, I like it, enjoy it because um, I'm about 30 minutes from Disney. And that is a whole nother world over there. That is like New York City traffic jam. Uh, you'll spend your life in Orlando traffic. Uh, and then Tampa's, you know, 30 minutes down the road. So you, you have access to the coasts and the beaches, but then you have access to the lakes. But you're also not spending a majority of your day sitting in traffic. But the, the issue with Polk County is, is we got it all. I mean... We have schools that are literally in the middle of nowhere. And then we got our inner, inner city schools. And the size of our county is basically the size of Rhode Island. So I could be at my farthest south east school, and it will take me probably no traffic, an hour and a half to get to my farthest northwest school in travel. But if you want to talk about the middle of nowhere, come to Arkansas. And I'll show you some middle of nowhere places. Not... <laughs> I've been to Arkansas once. And when I was coaching college football in Texas, we drove to the national, the AFCA conference. And we drove through Arkansas. We got pulled over by a state trooper. Man. And you talk, I mean, you talk about um, a Hispanic and two Italians in a, in a black SUV suburban getting pulled over in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. Yeah. Man, it was, uh, we got, a, we, uh, we got off free. They were very, uh, nice and gracious, uh, after about an hour and a half of questioning and pulling all our clothes out of the stuff. Cause we, we were GA. So we had to bring everything to the national conference and drive, you know, while the full-timer guys flew, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to explain to the guy, yes, I'm a college football coach. I know I have all the, trust me, we're the grunts, you know, we do everything no one else wants to do and, and get paid 500 a month for it. And, it's, and we love it. So well, and you know where Midwestern State is in Texas. I'm I'm very familiar with that. Played regionals there when I was at the collegiate level, so I'm I'm familiar with that. And I, I think you got a degree from there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That's where I got my master from. And you know, they everybody told us like, yeah, I used to live in Texas, and I tell them where it was. They're like, we gave that to Oklahoma years ago, <laughs> you know. And so, uh, but you know, I remember um, as a GA, there you had to teach class, and you know they gave me walking, you know, let's give the 290 pound guy walking class to teach it, <laughs> you know? And, um, so I'm like, yeah, that, you know, but it was actually one of the best classes I ever took. I mean, it, or taught, it was great. I mean, those, those kids were excited. We did the, the heart rate challenge, but the problem was, is there was this big pole there, um, with a white siren on it. And I was like, what's that? It looked like a birdhouse, you know, I didn't know what it was. And they're like, Oh, if that thing goes off, yeah, yeah. Like, bad well, news. It? And they're like, it's a tornado warrant. It's a tornado <laughs> sign. That, that thing goes off. Run. Well, where we used to walk and had walking classes around a little lake at our outdoor education center. Well, the kids get halfway around on walk, you know, staying around. That's that siren goes off. You know, I'm like, I'm full on panicking. Beep, beep, <laughs> yelling at them, run, get out of here, get out of here. So I get all the kids. I'm like, they're like, coach, I'm like, don't coach me, run. We'll we'll meet later. <laughs> and I get over there and I go over to the to our basketball arena where my office was. I come running in there. And they're like, what's going on? I was like, tornado's coming. And they're like, oh, yeah, we test that thing once every Monday a month. I'm like, yeah, yeah I should have known. Because my kids are not home, I didn't know. You know, they just they said that thing goes off, you run. I mean, I was, I moved there, I moved there from Colorado. I just knew there was, you know, my father was stationed there in the Air Force at Shepherd Air Force Base, and he left three days. He had training there, and he left three days before that big one hit in Wichita Falls, where they said it was a mile wide and just yep. destroyed the city. You know, so I didn't know any better. I mean, they told me that thing goes off, you run, and I ran you know, and, and took 35 kids with me. So. Yeah, we, we do tornado drills, you know, like some schools do fire drills. We do those as well, but we do tornado drills. And what happens when that thing goes off, where you go and how you get there safely. So that's a real life issue for us in Arkansas. Oh, no, I saw, a, I saw, a, um, I, you know, I, 
unfortunately my life has changed and I, I went down the TikTok rabbit hole and I can no longer get out of it. And, and there, was a, there was a little video on there about, you know, how kids have changed and, you know, someone put on there, hey, you know, we got two inches of snow, we're going to cancel school. And the second one's, hey, there's a tornado coming you know, get in the hallway, put a book over your head and we'll be having pizza for lunch today. You know, it's just part of the day. So, all right. So we'll, so we'll get started. Um, I'll kind of go in reverse order. Cause I think, I think the, the best one is the last one. So last night, and I won't say the schools, obviously, but last night at one of my athletic directors sent me a video and it was a TikTok video. And I was like, Oh God, not a, yeah. I'm trying to watch the Olympics and I'm trying to, you know, watch the USA women's hockey team play Canada. And, and I, cause I used to coach in Canada. So the only time my friends hear me from in Canada, I'll text them, I'll say, go USA. And it's like, Oh, it must be the Olympics. Cause that's the only time we hear from you. And, um, <laughs> so it's a coach at one of our, um, prominent schools. Um, one of our, in one of our charter schools, um, so we don't really control them, but we do, we kind of don't, it's kind of that gray area where it's like, you know, it's like, she's still your, you used to be married, but then you're not married anymore, but then they want, <laughs> they want child support, but you don't have to give them child support, but then you still kind of, you know, kinda run life a little bit. So it's kind of, you know, like I said, Florida's weird, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, so we recorded the conversation and our athletic director, um, she's at the newest school. I mean, I mean, and and it's a first year program. And and if you ever started a brand new school, the the hopes are high and admirations. I mean, you're going to win a state title and everything's good. And then by middle of the season, like, can we score? You know, and <laughs> it, it, you just struggle as a new school. I mean, and, and especially you know we're a hotbed in Florida for you know our um, our football, we just had Netflix in town or a company working with a thing on Netflix about, you know, one of my teams at, at Lakeland, we sent eight kids to the University of Florida that ended up winning two national championships. So they're doing a documentary that's going to be on Netflix in the fall about it. And so we're a hotbed for Florida. Well, the coach is recording the conversation about, hey, coach, I think it'd be a good idea, you know, schedule and da da da. She's like, She's like, well, we're not ready for you guys. And, you know, and gives a story about, you know, they're just not ready. And, would, you know, maybe in the future, but right now, well, the kids are recording it on TikTok and then they start making fun of the school for, um, for not wanting to play. And then it goes viral. You know, so now I got an, so now I got an athletic director all upset and about, well, now my kids think that, I don't think they're ready or they're good enough. And it destroys my credibility at the school. So you had this, you know, athletic director. And, and I'm sitting there, it's like, like, how does this happen? <laughs> I mean, how does a, you know, a older coach who's probably, he's older than me. Uh, I'm 29, you know, <laughs> like the 15th time. Um, you know, I've, I've been, that's the one thing I've lied about my age so much. I really, I mean, I think I'm, I think I turned 49 in March, but I've lied so much about my age, you know, that's about the only thing I'm truly dishonest on. Um, but I'm sitting there going, why would a coach rec have kids record a TikTok about, I mean, it would, and, and to, to, to describe the schools, I mean, it would be like, um, the University of Arkansas, you know, wanting to play a high school team in Texarkana. I mean, there's just, they, there's just no way. And so I'm sitting there going, and I'm like, I've never seen this before in my life. Like, what in the world has come over coaches to that you want to record a TikTok of a, a, a school that is by no means ready for that level of football yet they will be no doubt but I mean they're a brand new school they're they're going to have their first senior class next year because we built the school nine through 11 so there's not one senior walking the hallway um and I'm sitting there going why in the world you know would you record it and put it on TikTok and 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 so of course she sent it out to the group AD text 
And it was just like, wow, oh my God, wow, oh my God. And so they're going, well, I know what I'm doing Tuesday morning. <laughs> you know, and I said, there goes, there goes that to-do list we talked about. Uh, you know, so, the, it, so it's just one of those things where it's like, you cannot put anything past um, anyone. And, and it's, and it's one little thing that one, it's, I can't even understand why somebody would, would want to do that, but there's so many different pieces there because now you have an AD who personally feels bad, right? Mm -hmm. Professionally, she thinks it looks bad, but she also personally probably feels bad he or she. And then you have um, the kids who now feel bad because they feel like maybe they're not good enough. And then you have upset parents, like this one little act that happened in social media that. I don't know if it was meant to be a, a, a joke, but it has trickled down and it, it affected many, many people in your area. And that's the thing when it comes to social media, but actions in general. And now you and your AD are kind of stuck in the situation where they didn't really do anything wrong, but they have the situation they have to deal with. And it's just, I don't even, how I don't even know how you're, how you responded to that. It might be too new for you to even tell us, but that's, that's a, that's a deeper issue. Yeah, and, then, and then, so then I'm talking to the athletic director at the school last night, and she's like, I want to apologize. I'm so sorry on behalf of my coaches. And I said, you didn't do it. You don't need to apologize. But, you know, she's young, and so she is absorbing all the stress of what someone else did. She had nothing. I said, you know, she had nothing to do with it, you know, but it's just like one of those things, which which leads me, you know, social media is like, I mean, has now I'm not gonna lie. I mean, if we had social media when I was growing up, you uh there would be a different guy, you guys you guys might be here, I don't know, but you would be talking to someone different. I can promise you that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there was social media in my day. Um, I don't understand what you're saying, Dan. Please elaborate. You know, I mean, I, mean hey, I remember getting a page in high school and have to, you know, pull over and find a payphone and make it, you know, see what's up. Um, and um so I get a letter yesterday. I get a call yesterday afternoon. And it's like, did, did you get that? You know, it, it's someone in our district that was um, on the email that shouldn't have been. And how she even got involved is like, it is a mystery as of right now. But she goes, did you, get, did you get that letter? Were you on that email? I'm like, no, what email? She goes, from the lawyers from the lawyers i'm like okay and i mean because you know as an athletic director you, you you're getting sued every day you're, um, you're getting sued because johnny didn't make the team you're getting sued because mm -hmm. johnny didn't play he didn't get his four at bats you're getting sued i mean you're getting sued every day that you go to work so eventually it, it just wears off you know that mm -hmm. you know until i'm actually in a courtroom that i'm really getting sued um so the issue's panicking like this just send it over. I'll look at it. Okay. So we had an incident in um, wrestling last weekend where um, a kid did a move, what's called um, I don't know, return to the mat or whatever. I don't know. I mean, yeah. uh, the only wrestling move I ever knew was that some, when I wrestled in high school, they put me in a Saturday night ride and, and that kid whispered in my ear, count the lights, count the lights. You know, I'm like, one, two, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to put my shoulders on the ground. You know, and um, so he, and I guess he did it excessively. So the official, you know, basically took away a point, addressed it. They went on, finished the match, you know, and there's, there's obviously a kid that is an experienced wrestler versus a kid that wasn't an experienced wrestler. Um, well, of course, you know, the, I can't say helicopter parents because that term has flown away. Uh, we are now in the, uh, bulldozer, uh, land of parents. Um, they're, they're plowing the way for their child, not to feel, see, hear anything that could stop them from being the best in the world. Um, and she went up to the other wrestler and just you know, kind of said, you know, you're a dirty wrestler and use some profanity. And, and, you know, the kid was in, in kudos to the kid um, for walking away, which, which I think is the most shocking that the kid just didn't say a word and, and left it alone. 
Well, well maturity and that. Yeah. Well, then the, the mother, where does she turn? Because her voice needs to be heard. She turns to social media. <sighs> so she she puts the video online of her kid just like, you know, I mean, it, you know, it, it it looked like a bear attacking a salmon. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, you know, it was just like yeesh, you know, you know, or you know, it looked like me attacking a buffet after the pandemic. You know what I mean? When they shut them all down, we got to go back for the first time. You know, I mean, it was just like what? And, you know, and she's talking about a legal move and it, and all this stuff and all this stuff. Well, then all of a sudden, the other parents and and they never mention any names. So it's like, look, they. I said, look, this has nothing to do with us. They have the right to free speech. You know, let them do what they want to do. Well, then the other parents get involved. You know, now they got to, now, now we're tied up in this lawyer thing over social media mm -hmm. of, you know, and I'm like, you know, and they want, the other kid wants the post to come down. I'm like, why do you want the post to come down? It, it makes your kid look pretty good. Cause if I'm the, <laughs> He's kid, the bear, I, if I got to wrestle <laughs> you next weekend, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I mean, so that video. I mean, and then you're caught in this uh, war of social media and parents outside of school that gets drug into school. And I and that and that's one thing I think. What like probably like fights are up in school and this and that because you know back when I was in school, I mean, I'm going to get you after school, and then you fought after school and it stayed out. It stayed out of school, and you know, it was done. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean. You know, I, I went to high school in Alaska, so you you know you just beat each other with salmon, and you know you're Dustin, you're in Arkansas, so you, you I mean, probably go in the woods somewhere, which is you know probably <laughs> at, uh, any turn of your shoulder uh, in Arkansas. But you know nowadays, all the stuff in social media gets put in the school, and I'm sitting there going like, I mean, these parents are getting you know cease and desist letters from social media posts, and like, and they send it to all the school people. They didn't even send it to the the actual parent I'm like, that's what it was gonna say like you yeah, and like, your ad have any control over that at all no and then we're drug into it and it's mm -hmm. like i'm like i told everyone I said this got nothing to do with us mm -hmm. i said just leave this thing alone you know so that was the first time for me mm -hmm. and you know but like i said it could happen to you but this is about this is a this story i don't think it's ever i mean like i, I even talked to other county ad's and they're like what Mm -hmm. All right. So um, last week was district soccer tournament. So right now we're in the winter sports. Um, we're finished. We're starting the regional soccer tournament. So one of our schools was in the district championship versus another high school out of county. And it's a district championship. So, you know, and um, I don't even know how people make, you know, playoffs in Florida. I guess we do rankings, but then they're like, they're they're not the max preps rankings, but they're the Florida rankings. But then max preps won't let us know the algorithm to determine. So we don't know. Hey, whatever you know, we just it's a good time. We just we're like sheep. We just look at the website and we look for a thing. We made it, you know, and we're in. Um, so obviously, but if you win the district, you're you're guaranteed one of the top four seeds in the district. So winning the district obviously has you know some some perks and benefits. So um, our two schools are going at it. And, and, and like I said, you know, we're Central Florida and they're right next door. I mean, they, they you know, they're right next door to us. So, we, so, you know, a lot of my schools on the east side of the county tend to play more over on that in another county because literally it's, it's um, uh, a shorter bus ride to go to another county and play than it is to probably get someone across our county. So we try to, we split our county up on east and west side. So this team's playing another team from another county. And we end up winning the game one nothing. Congratulations. Them, district championship. They're <laughs> excited. Well, Start the kid, celebration. Oh, right. So a kid, and that's what I'm getting to my point. So the kid <laughs> on the other team says, Coach, that kid's ineligible. A kid. On our okay. team. Yeah. Well, then that coach goes to the AD. Hey, little Johnny just said that that kid's ineligible. On your team? On our team. This is okay. right after the game. Okay. 
the AD, the athletic director, <laughs> refuses to give the trophy to our team. No. You guys cheated. You guys got an eligible player. There's going to be a full-on investigation. And then if, if you're cleared, we'll mail you the trophy. <laughs> and so... And so I'm like, so in of course, front of I don't all know, the players, I, right? In front of this, yeah, in front of all yeah, the players. So our kids are one in the trophy, you know, the AD. Because everyone always asks, was it the coach? I'm like, no, it was the athletic director. Like, truly, yeah, an educational based uh-huh. athletic director. Like, no, can't have the trophy. Can't have the trophy. You know, I'm like, so I'm hearing all this. I'm like, come on, this. You know, and, and of course, in our world, and especially, you know, Lannis is issue. <laughs> nice try. You know what I mean? Hey, good one, pal. Good one. Nice. Hey, I got to go. You know, because you think someone, you think someone's pulling your leg. And they're like, no, no, you know, they wouldn't give us a trophy. And so, so then I, so then I called their county AD. I was like, hey, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> he goes, you're kidding me, right? He goes, you're kidding me. I'm like, no, I'm not kidding you. I said, so like, um, you want to get lunch? Maybe <laughs> this week and I can pick that thing up and, you know, well, you know, and, and I was like, you know, this, you know, is it adults? Is it kids? Is it ADs? I mean, what goes through people's minds sometimes? It just, you know, not that I have the most, you know, common sense of anyone but it's just like you know the things people do in these untold stories i mean who in a million years think that uh, another athletic director would be like no i'm not giving you the and so so he sent an, so the, so he sent an email the next day hey it's been 24 hours after i called his county ad and he goes hey i apologize 24 hours later i kind of you know which goes back to a lot of our things you know that cool down period where 24 hey, hour let's rule take, let's take 24 hours mm-hmm. let's let things calm down there, i mean there is a reason that we try to do those things um and he apologized well then four five minutes later on the email he it's like a five-page book on like you know because in florida you have to play in so many regular season games in order to be eligible for the state tournament well <laughs> He's got game by game, did not dress, did, did not see this kid on film. And I'm like, so then I, you know, of course me, I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, I, I thought it was done. I, let's move on. So now, now I got to send an email, you know, cause that's just how guys are, you know, I mean, he's going to send an email. I'm going to send an email and then we're, you know, and then we'll, we'll, you know, and I'll keep sending them until he stops and not about anything else, but who, you know, who sends that last email and makes the other person not send that last email. And so of course I responded and was like, you know, and told him how, you know, how was it, you know, like, how would you, I said, here's the problem. You're telling us we cheated because we didn't know the rules. But the fact that you don't know the rules either, because in Florida, if we if after the investigation, if it does what you say is true and we have to forfeit the game, you don't win the district title either. There's just not a district. You don't chance. move on. No one moves on. This <laughs> is what it is. I'm sitting there going. And so I'm sitting there. So you guys jinxed me. So I had three <laughs> things that I'd never heard of in my life. So I, I was still know. thinking about your last story, though. Like, like you're innocent until proven guilty, whether it's in, like, court of law or the FHSA. Like, like but, but I my just thing can't is, wrap my it head all around started, that. It all started from a kid. Like, they took it and ran with it. Right. Yeah. You, you know, and, it, and I think if we took everything that a kid did and ran with it, we wouldn't have jobs. We'd be in you, trouble. You know? And... But it's just like, well, a kid too, that not just a student, but like a a student that just lost, right? Like there's some emotional stuff going on there. Like you just lost your, your season just ended, you know, that's not good for anyone. Well, it just reminds me of Waterboy. He cheated. He cheated. Everyone's like, he cheated. (laughs) That was down in your part. Oh, that was Louisiana. Pretty close Mm -hmm. to Arkansas though. Well, think about those two stories though. I mean, you look at, the wrestling situation where parents took it and ran with it. And then you've got this soccer situation where a kid ran with it to start. And 
in the wrestling situation, the kid was just involved in the situation and then it goes crazy because parents get involved. And in this soccer situation, it was a kid that ran with it and then it got some parents involved or an athletic director involved that basically said, I'm not giving it's mine until you prove to me that he's eligible. Be just two very different situations, but two very different outcomes based upon students being involved and parents being involved. I mean, just look what happened since Thursday when we booked this till <laughs> na- you know till now. I've had a coach do something. This is not crazy. our fault. You know, <laughs> go on the record. Cra- I mean, just like three crazy stories mm-hmm. in a row. But it, it just you know, and the thing is, you have to. I mean, truly, you know, I feel bad for our kids because. You know, in hindsight, they didn't get to experience, you know, what it is to hold up a trophy in victory after a contest. And then and then their families in the school and and everyone involved couldn't, you know, capture that moment, Um, you know, pictures, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you you really I mean, I hate to say it, not but you have to laugh. I mean, you just have to like it's just like, you know. I think it goes back to that show on CBS, Big Brother, you know, where, like expect the unexpected. That's our job as ADs. I mean, we, mm-hmm. you know, um, we do a thing at our conference with the um, with the Florida High School Athletic Association um, at the AD conference for the Florida Athletic Coach Association. And we we entitle it. Yes, this did happen. And it could happen to you because people <laughs> just don't believe that things that these things could because you don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't think about it. I mean, has any AD ever gone to a district match and said, "Man, I hope the AD gives us the trophy." <laughs> <laughs> You know, but now it's like, you know, I will be like, is this guy going to, you know, should we, hey, you know, it's going to be like, take you know, the trophy and run just in case, you know, just take it and run. Well, I'm just going to treat it. I'm going to treat every district championship like I, cause I'll, you know, cause I have a crazy story. I mean, I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I went to high school in Alaska, college in Colorado, coach in Texas, coach in Canada. I've been all over, but I just got to go back to my roots in, in Brooklyn, New York going, you know, okay, we're going to play for the district championship. Great. All right. Johnny, you hold the trophy. Yeah. It's like, I, you gotta have, you gotta have a third party hold the trophy now. I mean, it's because you don't know what's going to happen. Well, and, and I feel like all three of your stories kind of go back to one theme, right? They all were where somebody was, you could say emotional or competitiveness jumped in. They all go back to that one, that one part. Everyone was competitive, whether it was the parent, the AD, the kid, the coach, everybody had that you know, competitive side come out. And I think the important part is that what we were talking about before is that 24 hour rule. If that 24 hour rule was at the front of everyone's mind and all of your stories, then maybe some of those things wouldn't have happened. Maybe the video wouldn't have been posted to social media or um, spoken to your child that way, or the trophy would have been handed over. And then, uh, you know, you have so many different outcomes if, if people just take a step back, but you know, sports are competitive. Hey, I'm just glad, you know, in listening to, you know, Becky Moran's, you know, version, I'm just glad I didn't have a streaker, you know, because I mean, because yeah. I'm like, because I would be like, because the first thing when I listened to hers and I, and I talked to her I was like, you know, I'm 285, 290. Do I run? Do I the one supposed to run? You know, do you scale the fence? That's the question <laughs> I got, man. Would you climb the fence? Hey, look, I, when I was coaching at Lakeland, you know, um, lightning's big in Florida in the fall. So, you know, anytime the kids hear lightning, it's like, it's really close, you know, and, and we have every lightning software known in America, but the rule of thumb is in Florida. If the two birds on the wire haven't left yet, the lightning's not close. Um, so obviously <laughs> one, you know, one, I mean, I don't, it must've struck like 10 feet from us. I mean, cause it was one of those things where like, you know, every kid made the decision to leave. I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it, the coach was bullied into blowing the whistle to cancel practice. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how close it was. So all these kids are running off fields, pouring out rain, it's lightning. And we have these poles on our practice field that, 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 um, changed that, that, uh, 
that chain and it's just so you know supposed to keep the world out but it's just one little chain uh it looks good but doesn't do anything but all the kids are just i mean they're hurtling like cattle yo and i'm like you know of course i'm running and you know when you're coaching you're young you're youthful i'm, I'm i was 29 for probably the 10th time back then <laughs> you know not the 20th now or whatever i'm at now mm-hmm. and of course i'm gonna jump it too you know what i mean and of course you know like it was i mean it is about eight feet i mean it's about eight feet high eight feet high now if you get an eyewitness i'll probably say it's about two feet off the ground but I'll, <laughs> for the sake of the story i'm going eight foot <laughs> you know so i'm running so i jump over that thing you know i jump over that thing because the kids are doing it you know and all of a sudden man it was like toe caught the end of that chain and man, i remember putting my arm down to save me and i mean and, and then broke my elbow you know what I mean? So, that, you oh, no. know, so try getting something done, you know, come on, guys, I'm going to run you. I'm going to run you. I'm going to run you. You know, you know, the season was an end for me. I was a wash then. You know what I mean? So, but, is that on video? No, no video. <laughs> no, you know. See, that's why no you're glad video. TikTok wasn't alive at that point. Oh, <laughs> man. I mean, and I, and I'll have to admit, there is some, you know, there is some funny stuff on TikTok, but there was one TikTok I saw the other day when I was talking about, because I think China invented TikTok, I guess. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm trying not to let social media, like, I want to be able to think for myself, make, you know, decisions for myself. But this guy said, like, another country invented TikTok. And in their country, the algorithms show the youth doing you know, science experiments and engineering things and these great accomplishments. And then it says, what better way to ruin another society is with their (laughs) algorithm and showing people being famous for doing absolutely nothing that can contribute (laughs) to society. I'm sitting there going, man, this guy's got a point. (laughs) Stop watching it, you know, stop watching it, you know. And 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 then even some of my friends were like, how come you get all the funny TikToks? I, you know, mine are all about teaching and working out. I'm like, man, what algorithm do they have written for me? You know what I mean? It's like, so I, I, I just got to delete the thing. You know, my buddy, I, I sent it to a, a principal of mine. He's a principal in our district. And I sent it to him and he has one of those self-driving Teslas. And he says, yeah, he goes, man, I just hit home on my Tesla, man. I'm, I'm in traffic, just flipping through TikToks on that, on that self-driving Tesla. And it, it really does self-drive. He, he was putting it in like, you know, he, I didn't know it self-drove. So he put me in there. I'm in the passenger seat. All of a sudden he does something and, you know, he starts talking, you know, and then starts climbing in the back seat. I'm freaking out, but that Tesla is driving down the road, but good for him. So. Wow. That's brave. Yeah, so um, it's pretty wild in Florida. So, but hey, if uh, if you need an AD job in Florida, call me. The turnover rate is about, uh, <laughs> about two or three years. I can't imagine why. <laughs> I mean, you can play anywhere you want. Go anywhere. There is no eligibility rules. I mean, you know, your eighteen year old, your fifteen year old kid could line up against a forty year old in Florida. So, hey, <laughs> we're the state for you. Uh, come on down. <laughs> So, you know, oh, man, we talked man. about Jeremy Boone before yeah. he, he talked on Sunday and he talked about social media and just the impact. And we've, we've seen a couple of those episodes with what you've discussed and how things have gone social media wise. And he says, don't get caught up in someone else's story. And that's what social media is, the rabbit that everybody mm-hmm. traces that hole, getting caught up in somebody else's story. Um, and he's big about before you go to bed and when you wake up, don't get caught up in somebody else's story. Don't roll over and look at social media and find out what everybody else is doing because everybody else's life is peachy or you get to laugh at somebody yeah. else's life and you don't really get to be, get to start in your world. So it, it, it's funny how that rings true in listening to some of the stories that you've told about how we can get caught up in somebody else's story and we can get wrapped up in that story, and it's not really our world. But what we're trying to tell are stories from AD's worlds. So we want you to get into that story, I guess, is is the way to get around that. It may not be yeah. through social media. It may just be listening to this podcast. But I think that's that rings true with Jeremy. We want you to get involved in our stories and understand what we've gone through and what you've gone through that maybe yeah. I, I didn't deal with, and you just dealt with it since Thursday. 
Yeah. Well, and, and right now, as, as we're talking, there's an ADF there going, really? <laughs> really? You know, it's like, why me? Why me? <laughs> and, and here's the thing. And if you, and if you got a story, man, I mean, you know, call them, get on. Cause you know, I want to hear it because here's the thing. We're all human and misery does love company. And, you know, I, I think the, especially the young athletic directors need to know that, look, you can be an AD for 15 minutes or 40 years and the crazy stuff's going to happen. And it's just, it, it's just one of those deals that you have to, you know, not let it consume you and stress you out and the anxiety and that you just have to learn to, because remember, your job is to fix it. You didn't do it, you know, and but it's it's fun to talk about them because I you know like I said every day oh it's going great going great you know no complaints living the dream uh, yeah <laughs> living the dream, the dream. Yeah. yeah that's it <laughs> living the dream you know? <laughs> but you know it's um I, you know I enjoy the profession you know like I said every day is different you know I mean I tell people there's you know you know because the problem is is you know when you're a school based ad. Um, they think you just roll the balls out at 7.30, the lights come on, and two teams magically show up and they play. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't realize the the day-to-day, you know, work that, because, you know, what do the ADs do? The ADs don't do nothing all day. And, you know, and and I always used to tell the AD, you know, I remember when I was an AD at a school, we did, um, you know, we partnered up and, and, you know, I went and taught, I went and tried to teach, you know, chemistry for the day, you know, it was a disaster, you know, but then when that teacher came and, you know, um, was me for the day and the bell rang, you know, for like, she's oh, coach, I, thank you so much. I, I had a fun day. You coming back at four? Four thirty. What do you mean? Well, we got. We got uh, we got two volleyball games tonight in the gym. We got varsity and JV. Well, I got this. We got. Well, what do you mean? I'm not going. To, no, I mean you can go home for like an hour. It depends where you live. See, I live 30 minutes away, so I'm just going to sit here and relax. Well, and do you want to eat? Like, when was the last yeah, time you ate? Do you want yeah, to eat dinner somewhere real quick? And they yeah, don't realize yeah. that mm-hmm. when the school day is over, our day is just beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, and to all you principals out there, if, you, if your 80s out till 11 o'clock, you know. It's not going to be the end of the world. They come in at eight instead of, you know, seven, let mm-hmm. them sleep in an hour. They'll, they'll work even harder for you when you can say you can sleep in and eat an hour, you know, but that's the thing about people is that our days just, you know, the second half, our second part of our jobs, the job that we signed up for, you know, just starts when the school bell rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that the hours and the time, I mean, you know, our phones ring 24 seven. We're getting text messages on Sundays. We're getting calls from parents and, you know, and, and it's amazing. And I always, and I always tell teachers this too, you know, if a kid's doing bad in school and you call the parents, that's a lot of them don't call back. But if you want to have a parent conference with that kid, sit them out the first quarter of a, of, of a, <laughs> a, a, a football game, you'll have a parent conference at halftime. Whether you want one or not, (laughs) it's, I mean, it's amazing, you know, what sports can do for people and and the, and the impact sports has on people's lives. And, you know, it's been a, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for sports. And, you know, I like the fact that I can be involved with all different sports and, you know, because the one thing I've learned and I, and I swear by this, you know, female athletes are way more competitive than men. You know, I mean, you you try coaching 70 girls on a weightlifting team. I mean, you have to be a coach, a strength coach, Houdini, you know, I mean, psychologist, uh, psychologist <laughs> I mean, you know, and, they, and they're in your and they're and you're going to spend all your time not wanting them to form different groups, but they're going to form different groups. But then you got to be careful because there's going to be groups within the groups and then they will go to war with each other and they're all one team. But, you know enjoy being an athletic director every day. You know, I am blessed and fortunate, you know, and, and like I said, but as you get older, you just learn to laugh. I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, things, you know, do happen, but you know, like I said, you just have to laugh it off because it is, it is, it is our profession and 
that's why I enjoy networking as much as I do is because you can go home and, and, you know, my wife's in the private sector, so she doesn't understand, you know, public education and, and the, and the, the demands and the, the expectations on us being a public servant. So that's why I enjoy going to conference and networking. Um, I do learn some things, obviously, and I try to teach as much people as I can, but, you know, to hear the stories and laugh and just know that you, you, the main thing is you're not alone out there. You're, you're not alone out there, you know? And I think no, that's what's I fascinating, Dan, is somebody who's been doing it as long as you have, you know, went to school in Alaska when Alaska maybe wasn't even a state at that point. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but you you experienced something and you told three stories that had just happened. It's not like this happened 15 years ago. But no. you have stories from 15 years ago. And so some of this stuff is very, very relevant. And people are going to deal with these issues. And But I think you hit the nail on the head. We've got to laugh about it. Because we put way too much time in to not laugh. I mean, mm -hmm. there's stressful moments, but mm -hmm. there's times you got to just sit back and say, I can't believe that really just happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, because like with Becky, I mean, it, you know, because, you know, because I'm sure a young AD, they get a streaker, it's full on panic. You know what I mean? They're going to they're gonna dart out the gate and uh, chase the, the, you know, the kid. And then me, I'm going to be like, 400 or the 200 in track, what could we use him at? <laughs> got to get him to put clothes. If we put clothes on that kid, he uh, might help us in track. It's pretty fast. You know what I mean? No hurdles. You know, so when you get older and more experienced, that's what you can think of. It's like, you're going to get him in hurdles you know, after going over that fence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it's like, hey, I think that kid might be able to help us in track. You know what I mean? I'll deal with this thinking no, later, you know. But yep. No, that's a good point to always look at the positive when he comes so. back from suspension we'll uh you know but he may not come back because you know, it, you know he's not in sure he's just suspended yeah. yeah i'm sure there's a kid underage in here so someone's gonna want to throw the book at him but you know hey we can you know we can shape this kid and mold. we could change this kid's life by getting him on the track team because as you saw he's pretty fast yeah, well, thank you very much. Thank you, I appreciate Talbot, it. for being yeah. on with us today. And thank you for Ticket Ticket for sponsoring us. And we will be back next week with some more untold stories from athletic directors.